With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Welcome to this special edition of Talking Harness WA. Normally we're here on a Friday, but uh, Christmas Eve. And uh, Mortz, good morning to you. Happy Christmas and a special edition on this Thursday morning for tonight. And we'll do it all again next week for New Year's Eve as well. But uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you, Michael. (laughs) Just about melted uh, walking across the car (laughs) park. It's very warm in Perth today. It certainly is. But uh, yeah, welcome Looking forward to a good show today and uh, a good night of racing at Gloucester Park with the first kicking off at 3pm. Yep, 3.05 is the first in Perth time and, and really interesting tonight as well. We'll get into a few of the races with our man Scotty Hill very uh, very shortly. But um, big uh, big uh, contenders for the Golden Nugget, the Retrovision Golden Nugget in tonight. So um, that market may change tonight depending on a few results. So... Uh, we see the favourite, Magnificent Storm, which is $1.68 with Tab Touch uh, going around. And, and the second favourite, Patrona Star, uh, who goes around against the Free Frawlers, who's four eighty five now, I think he is. So mm. they're the two big ones. Minstrel goes around as well. So I think uh, the Bonds have, have stayed away from Magnificent Storm. But that first race is actually a, a great three-year-old race. We've got Dark Guardi's Legacy Draw 1. Really interesting that Gary Hall Jr. is opted to drive. Guardies for Justin instead of Alta Blues or, or even copy and paste for his father. Uh, Manning's been going well. Alta Blues won again the other day. Um, but they're all up against the uh, boom three-year-old uh, in Magnificent are. Storm. Should be a great night tonight. And it was a great night last Friday night. Uh, Emily Savelko was just in sparkling she's form. Driving well. And Alan Parker's told me many times this week he's, he's making a fortune. He just, he just all ups uh, Emily yeah, Savelko, I think. Yeah. Uh, another Good great business plan. <laughs> it certainly is. Uh, another great win by the Iron Horse, Lavra Joe. He just uh, yes. goes round and round, and he's a very talented horse. And uh, Viva Damore won again, the, the Christmas gift, which was a, a great win. Um, and looking forward this morning to um, talking with uh, Kerry Hanks, who's the Harness manager, but before we get into that, Michael, yes, I have three and thirty, which yeah, I would like. Everyone's been waiting for this. This is the end. This is one of the reasons they tune in. So yeah. simple one to start off with: yeah. the best pacer you've ever seen, um, Christian Cullen. Christian. I, I, I miss I miss popular almost. I've obviously seen replays and stuff like that. Who was my favourite growing up? But uh, in the flesh, Christian Cullen. Christian Cullen. I was popular arms, so we were yeah. aligned there. <laughs> Uh, is sprint lane racing better for turnover? Uh, no, makes no difference. Um, all the reports have, have said that, all the surveys, all, all, everything, all the data. Punters just bet accordingly. So if it's there, they bet accordingly. And if it's not there, they, they do the same. So uh, it doesn't affect it either way. Okay. And a, a question I've always yeah. wanted to know the answer to is uh, 
do you see us always racing at, racing at Gloucester Park or at some stage in the future, do you see us potentially moving from there, given it's some of the primest real estate in WA? I, I, I don't think we'll be around before they move. Right. So, so I, I, yeah, it'll be, it'll be racing at Gloucester Park for a long time to come. We're making long-range long plans to, yep. to stay there. And right. um, it's the home of harness racing. And, and there's, there's so many benefits to staying at Gloucester Park. It's, it's, it's just a, it's a great place. Uh, actually, I, I, remember, I remember actually um, uh, Luke McCarthy came over uh, and was driving in, in one of the, the big feature races and we actually stood on the grass and watched the first uh, first race. He said, if you ever move from here, you're crazy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And I know there's a lot of punters out there that love Gloucester Park and would like to see it stay. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's very so. strong wagering. Yeah, like no, like it's, it's very strong as far as a, not only a brand name, but the, the competitiveness of the, of the racing of the track. So. No, good. Glad to hear that one. You answered that one correctly. Thank no, you, no, Michael. thank you. <laughs> we try harder. And and uh, our special guest is, is holds Gloucester Park very close to our heart. And it uh, gives me a great pleasure to welcome the harness manager of uh, Rawa, who, who formerly worked at the WATA, Kerry Hanks. How are you, Kerry? Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Glenn. I'm well. Yeah, you would you would love to see racing continue at Gloucester Park, wouldn't you? It's very close to your heart. Close to my heart and close to my home. <laughs> um, I've I've spent ten years at Gloucester Park, and I I love every inch of it. Yeah, I agree. So with yeah, you I would like to see it continue, but obviously we've got some work to do with the facility. Yep, and we're in the future. Yep, we're working on on through those uh, issues, Kerry, as you, as you well know, and. Uh, but there is certainly uh, long-term, long-range plans uh, for Gloucester Park to, to remain the home of harness racing in WA. Um, first of all, Kerry, it's been a big year in in harness racing, and before we get to um, a few of the issues we've got to speak about, like uh, the, the introduction of blind noms and, and et cetera, uh, first of all, a big congratulations to uh, yourself and Charlotte uh, Mills and, and everyone at Rawa for keeping racing going through 2020. It, it, it certainly... It was on the precipice at a couple of times there and, and other jurisdictions had to shut down, but um, racing in WA uh, continued and, and you must be very proud of that. Yeah, and proud of the industry. I mean, there was a lot of work behind the scenes that no one knew about, meetings with the government, specifically with the Minister of Racing, and they were very supportive and nationally the racing industry um, had support from the government. So all of that work wasn't seen by the industry um, and a lot of that was down to Richard Burton, the executive, and they did a fantastic job. But the industry as well, they didn't run away from the situation. I, I feared that some people would say they weren't going to race because in the early days we didn't know what the outcome would be and how the uh, virus would impact on the, the health of WA. So the industry stood up magnificently. They just they wanted to race. They kept racing, and the effort they put in, the travel that they did when we reduced the size of the venue footprint to three tracks was amazing. The country people really put themselves out and made every effort to make sure the races stood up. So I think uh, just proud to be a part of an industry that was so supportive of each other at that time. And so you should be too, Kerry, because certainly from an owner's perspective, the thought of not, you know, racing for a period of time was, you know, something that we weren't looking forward to. And being provided the opportunity by Rawa to continue to race was was great and also for the welfare of the horses it, you know it wasn't easy if all of a sudden we just had to turn out you know a, a, a couple of hundred or thousand horses out to the paddock so it was a, it was certainly a, a job well done uh, on behalf of Rawa yeah. so great and, and also in WA we kept our group races going yeah. a, lot, a lot of the other states went into regional racing and and 
we didn't have to do that. And we ran the derbies. We ran the bigger races. So I think that was, um, even though we took a 20% reduction, mm-hmm. I think the overall, the fact that we still race Metro and we still race those group ones was a big boost to, to the industry. Um, Kerry, uh, there's a couple of things that are, that are happening in harness racing at the moment. We might just, just go through them. And one of the, the first thing is going to be the introduction of the, the blind nomination system. Can you just tell us, you know, the reason for its introduction and, and possibly, you know, and also how it works? Okay, so the, the main reason behind all of this is just holding up field sizes and holding up races at race meetings. And I need to stress here that this is supported by all the eligible harness racing bodies as being necessary. Where, with the current situation where you can actually view the nominations, uh, we've got a situation where trainers, and rightly so, they're, they're quite competitive. So they're going in and looking at noms and changing their preferences and to avoid superior horses and place their horses in the best um, competitive state. But the problem we're having there is we're getting... We can't hold races up. An example is at Calabaran, uh, one of the first race meetings, we had 22 noms for a two-year-old race and ended up with four acceptances. Um, So we've got the country clubs where people are finding superior horses and they're bowing out and moving their horses and even uh, deciding not to race at all that week. So we we really just want to maximise our field sizes and get all our races to stand up so we have a full card on a race meeting. So that's really what's behind it. And I have to stress here that it is a trial. If it doesn't work, we will revert. So at this point in time, we probably believe that within six weeks, we should have an idea of whether we're achieving what we want with regard to field sizes and races holding up. The other side of it, of course, we're going to introduce press draw on dollars last three. Um, and that's purely 100% punter focused in the fact that the punter will know that the horse with the best form has the worst barrier and vice versa. So we're hoping in that regard to change the uh, shift in short price favourites. At the moment, less than $1.60 short price favourites dominate our betting and we're hoping to move that uh, back out to $2 or $2.10 or something. So well, how, how does it actually work? It's no different than the current process. So you nominate your horse to race at a meeting. Uh, you can nominate for more than one race code and the order of preference that you nominate will be the order of preference that we uh, place your horse in, in a race. You can withdraw from a race code without penalty before acceptance time. And if you scratch after acceptance time, then you will get a penalty as per normal. The only difference is you won't be able to see the noms for the race meetings. They won't be available prior to acceptance time. So you're going in blind. Uh, and we'll, we'll make the fields up. So there's a lot of anxiety out there. Um, it's not Trainers are, are telling me that they want to be competitive. They want to have that ownership of where they place their horse. The reality is it's not hurt, not helping our field sizes, which in turn is detrimental to our turnover. Yeah, so we're trialling and, it, and and that's one of the big keys to, to wagering, isn't it? Uh, field sizes to to make sure there's you know nine, at least nine, ten, eleven, twelve horses in a race, and there's nothing that's, more. That's us. exactly. Yeah, that's what we really want to achieve. Now, I have had discussions with people asking if we could publish acceptances. Um, which I've got to talk to the IT gurus to see if, if that's feasible, and I, I don't imagine it will be difficult, but we could possibly be publishing acceptances um, after close-off time. So it won't be um, purely blind, like poor transparency. I would like to see that happen. 
so that you're able to see who did um, accept for the race. And then you'll understand if a race falls over or, or whether why you get a start or don't get a start. Yeah, which is understandable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it is a major shift, but you know, it, we've got to do things to make sure that we keep the wagering um, and the revenue up. So, uh, I think it's it's a worthy worthy trial. Um, and it's it's not new. It's something no. that was in place. Yeah. Um, I think we ceased it in about 2011 or 2012. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see. And with regard to the press draw dollars last three. Um, you know, we, we designed a system and we thought we had the right combination of random barrier draws and press draws. Um, but again, it's the industry telling us that, that what we're doing isn't fair. Um, they want a fair barrier draw based on form. So we will trial that and see how it works. Uh, Kerry, <clears throat> I think that the blind noms is certainly certainly worthy of a trial. From an owner's perspective, you, you know, you can't have it. Uh, both ways. Uh, yeah, sure, it's great to see what's in a field and you can then decide what you want to do, but it's also very frustrating as an owner when you, you've got your horse ready to race and all of a sudden, you know, fields keep falling over, which, you know, has happened a lot in the past. Uh, so as an owner, that's the last thing you want. So I think from the industry's perspective, uh, it's worthy of a trial and we, we, you know, we look forward to the outcome and, and the results. Well, when when we um, look at it in six weeks' time, we've, we've given it three months, but if it's failing miserably within six weeks, we'll be able to have a, a discussion and we'll actually look at the impact that it has had on field sizes and the impact on um, the reduction in short price favourites. Yep. So we won't, unfortunately, we probably won't have our race fields data by then, but we'll have a fair indication of, of whether um, it's acceptable to continue or not. Now, uh, another is the mobile barriers. Where are we up to with those? We, we, we've ordered two. One's arrived or have both arrived? Um, I, know they've no. been, I know they've been testing. Uh, or the first one's been testing. How are we going with, with the new mobiles? It hasn't worked out as well as, or as easy as I thought it would. And COVID's got a large, uh, has been a large factor in that. So one arrived in August and then it was with the Department of Transport for probably about eight or nine weeks getting licensed. We moved through those barriers um, and then it was a matter of learning how to use it. It's new technology and the difficulty we've had is that the designer and supplier is in Warrnambool and because of COVID, nor in normal situation, we would have flown the fellow over here. Yeah. He would have had two days training, set everything up for us and flown back to Warrnambool and we'd be cooking with gas. <laughs> but we're trying to do it all by phone um, and it's proving really difficult. We have trialled it several times. They did use it at Pinjarra on last Monday, yep. um, and there was uh, they weren't happy with the there was a bit of a lag when the arms released. Um, the takeoff wasn't as they wanted it to be as fast, so they retired the vehicle, I believe, um, and we're back in conversation with Warrnambool. Um, and that's the most frustrating part. If that technician was here, we would have had this the track eight weeks ago, no problems at all. The second one was due to arrive on the 12th of December, but again, COVID's held everything up. Um, it's still in transit, is my understanding. So hopefully it'll arrive in the new year. And hopefully by the time it arrives, we will have worked out uh, the problems that we have with this current one and we'll be ready to go with two new mobiles. Yeah. It really has been a saga. Yeah. You wouldn't believe, <laughs> you just couldn't believe this is the outcome. 
No, no, you think you think they'd arrive and we'd start them and everything would be okay. But uh, new technology. Yeah, they're just cars. Technology is great unless it yeah. doesn't work. Correct. <laughs> That's know. exactly right. And and of course, this is cutting technology because we're the only state in Australia that's actually um, using an automatic start. Yeah. We had we our old ones were designed that way, but they were they're ten or fifteen years old. And when we went back to buy the new ones, the um, supplier said, "Well, we don't do those anymore. Everyone does manual starts." So we actually um, uh, contracted them to develop the software, and the other states are now looking at it. But of course, they're looking at us to see how effective it is. And at this moment in time, we can't prove anything. We can always do a manual start. We don't need to use the computer yeah. system. Well, yeah. well that, that's a good backup backup system. And uh, mm. and Kerry, just finally before we go, um, are you going to do the sales promotion again for the new Perth, the, the Perth sales this year where um, the owners only, where you've got to give away um, $5,000? Yes. So, yeah, there'll be two, two $5,000 vouchers. There'll be a competition uh, probably commencing middle of January and it'll be for owners, previous owners who haven't owned for two years or new owners as an encouragement to get down to the sales and support a local trainer. So that would definitely be happening. Rules out Mort's, unfortunately. (laughs) He doesn't need it, though. (laughs) He doesn't need it. He's he's won golden slippers and everything else. Pacing cups. Pacing cups, yeah. He's he's travelling okay. Kerry, it's been great having you on. Thanks for the update. And um, we'll, we'll talk to you somewhere down the line and, and we'll, we'll make sure we get more information about those sales promotions uh, as, as we get closer to the event. That, thank you. I appreciate it. And just quickly, the heat policy applies today. Yep. Um, so you can withdraw without penalty before 8.30. After that, penalties apply. But I'm just looking at the Bureau of Meteorology site. Um, at 2pm, it's forecast to be 37 degrees, which is under... The, uh, the temperature for the heat policy. But we'll have everything in place. Gloucester Department will have everything in place and there is that ability to scratch before 8.30. Yep. Oh, that's good news. Thank and you for uh, your time. No, and sure a very we're... Merry Christmas to you, uh, Kerry. Hope you enjoy the festive season. Merry Christmas to you and yours and Michael and all of the industry. Thank you. Good on you, Kerry Hanks there, the uh, manager of uh, Rawa Harness with an update. And we might get Kerry on from time to time to... Uh chat about different things in the industry and, and issues that pop up? Oh, it's very important, Michael. Yep. Um, you know, the blind nominations one, for example, explaining how it works and the fact it's a yep. trial and it's going to suit some and not suit yep. others. But at the end of the day, we do want to see bigger fields. So if it works, great. If it doesn't, well, we're, you know, they're prepared to look at it in six weeks' time. So good, uh, good conversation and we should, like I said, have carry on again. Yep, we will do. All right, as we go to the break, this will put a smile on your face, Mortz. Um, she was back... In front last week, Alta Louise, and she went very good. And, and it was an easy watch to, as a, for her supporters as she went to the line. Savvy Bromac, and then Miss Lamar. Miss Siri is down on the inside, struggling a little bit to go the speed at the moment. And wider on the track is Mistiano as they come to the home turn. And it's Alta Louisa doing it well from Savvy Bromac, trying to hold on for second. Then came Miss Lamar, followed by Mistiano and Miss Siri. But Alta Louisa's doing it very easily in the last 100 metres from Savvy Bromac. Miss Lamar, Mistiano, the outside, having a great battle for the minus. Savvy Bromac stopping to a walk. And Alta Louisa races away. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley.
clear second now, looks the only danger, and then came Argyle Red Galactic Star, and stroke of luck around the corner, Bletchley Park in front, Vampiro is closing in hard though, and then came behind them Galactic Star, and stroke of luck in front, Bletchley Park, but Vampiro's got him, Vampiro races to the lead from Bletchley Park, Galactic Star, and Vampiro comes away, and wins it well from Bletchley Park. Yeah, he bounced Park, back to winning form, Galactic Vampiro, Star, Colin Brown for the Bonds, defeating uh, Bletchley Park, unfortunately for us. Uh, Lindsay Harper thought he was on Vogue at one stage. <laughs> yes, uh, mind you, Vampiro is a, is a rails horse. He yeah. does, certainly races got, well on the rails. Got the peach of a run. Yeah, it was just proved too good. And uh, it's time to welcome in our form expert, Scott Hill. Merry Christmas, uh, Bomber. How are you on this uh, Christmas Eve morning? Exceptional. Thanks very much, Rads. And, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to, to you guys. Uh, Exceptional yeah, bomber, I like that. that. I was just getting over Bletchley Park from last week. So yeah, um, so I just thought I'd just thought I'd throw that in there for you. And and bombers <laughs> segment two, the first segment is brought to you by Retrovision. How's the week been for you, Morts and Retrovision? It's been a very big week, <laughs> Rads. And this weekend, of course, is one of the biggest of the year. We've yeah, got the Boxing, Boxing Day sales, so yeah. get into store at around about eight thirty, or like yourself, you'll be up oh. at one minute past twelve, I would yeah. imagine. On the, on the website. Correct. Retrovision.com.au. Googling. Thank you. Oh, and yeah. um, remember that uh, the important thing with Boxing Day is there's a lot of great pricing out there, some huge savings. But if you're an RAC member, yes. even off those huge savings, Jeez. you still get an additional 5%. On top. Correct. Jeez, that is good. That's that's outstanding. Yeah. And there's plenty of RAC members out there in, uh, in WA sure that uh, follow this program as well. All right, we go. Uh, unfortunately, we've got no markets up at the time of uh, our recording this show for uh, Tab Touch. So, uh, Bomber, we, we're just going to go through the races that you're going to tip in. And race number three is the first race you're going to have uh, a look at. And um, it's, a, it's a mobile start over the 2130 metres. Number one is Roman Aviator. He's probably going to be around uh, the twos on mark, around about that dollar fifty chance. I'm tipping that you're not going with the short price favourite. As our um, as our selection to to try and win some money, which way have you gone in race number three? Yeah, there is plenty of uh, shorties around tonight, so we've uh, shopped for a bit of value around the place. And uh, first one came up with was race three, uh, number ten twenty nine twelve. I think he draws to follow the leader in Roman Aviator. He uh, he showed enough speed from the same gate a couple of starts ago when he followed outside seeing Anvil, and they ran a pretty quick uh, lead time and ran the gate that night. Um, Salia's command was in the race. He's a quick beginner and he, he sort of came out as quick as him. So I think he can hold Roman Aviators back. And uh, based on his win, a uh, couple of starts back where he uh, sat in behind the leader and then uh, got to the outside, ran home in, in very quick time that night. I think if he can hold Roman Aviators' helmet most of the way here, he looks a really nice place. But uh, he, yeah, the worst he ends up is three pegs. And uh, even from there, I still think he can place. So I, I've, I've thought he was a, probably a dollar forty place chance from the leader's back. $2 from three pegs, if that happens to be the case. And uh, we're going to probably get around the $2.50 mark, I think. So quite happy to be with him. Very good value, Bomber. And look, just a quick look at the last word. Thanks to our very good friend, Tim Walker from uh, TAB Radio. Aldo quarter pass, he will take advantage of the one gate. And Matt Scott with 29.12, perfect pegs draw, place chance. So right there with you, Bomber. I think a great place chance and at $2.50 around about there would be excellent value. So what's our staking plan here, Bomber? Yeah, we're going to kick off with a with a three-unit bet. I think if he holds the leaders back, I can't see him missing a place. Oh, 
loves leaders. Leaders, leader leaders back, and then three pegs. It's it's a it's the best place to be. And three units. And three units. A good way to start on the uh, on the place. So anything over that, <clears throat> even money, sounds like good value for the place for. Uh, uh, Twenty nine twelve in race number three, the first race that we get a uh, that we had a look at. Race number the next race is is race number four. It's over the twenty five thirty six, and this is a really interesting race. Um, Disco under fire for Emily Stavalko is probably just under the the double figure odds. San Real uh, number two. This is his best drawing. Gets his chance to bounce back to the winners circle. He's probably going to be around about the five to two, and the punter's favourite out in barrier five. American Brave. You'll uh, probably butter up a favourite again, around about yours for theirs. And uh, I get a feeling that you're coming into this as well, uh, <laughs> Bomber. <laughs> are, you, are you chiming in on the right night tonight is the question. Yeah, yeah, you're right, uh, Rads. I'm, I'm with him tonight. They've, uh, I think they've unkindly dubbed him the money muncher this well, prep. Richie, and, not uh, unkindly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, you, if you've taken the shorts every start, that you, <laughs> you're agreeing? Correct. But I, I actually haven't backed him so far this prep, no, so I, I hope, I'm, hope I'm coming in on the right night. And uh, Yeah, I think he's, he's actually been very good this prep. He, he's smashed the clock in just about every start. Uh, just got far too far back, and then he had a flat tyre. Uh, last week he, he smashed the clock again, but he did it at the other end when they ran a 34-9 lead time, which is the quickest I can remember, and he was three wide that entire lead time. Uh, then still only had the audacity to kick on and be beaten only four metres. I think he can actually clear yeah. them tonight. Uh, he, he won't. He'll put about half a length, I think, on the pole horse, and I can't see it wanting to get into a war. So, uh, yeah, I think he finds the lead reasonably easy. We know from this... Um, you know, this front uh, front straight start, they get a bit of an advantage out wide. So, yeah, Junior will have eyes on the on the prize here. I think he goes straight to the front, and as a leader, I think he's a dollar fifty chance. So, very very keen tonight. I'm 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 with him. Dollar fifty. Gary Hall Senior said in the last word he will go close and should lead. Michael Grantham also said got good gate speed, so we'll be using it early. So, hopefully he can get across, and then all of a sudden that uh, one dollar fifty. Minimum price, you think, would be a great bet, uh, Bomber. Um, so what's our stake here on American Brave in race four, number five? Yeah, he's a three-unit bet as well. I just think, uh, you know, the punters will be dropping off tonight. We, I think we'll get better than uh, flip of the coin. But, uh, yeah, as I said, I think he's a fifty chance yeah. if he crosses. He's not dead if he doesn't cross. But, yeah, very, very keen tonight. Might, might be the right night to chime in. Might be the right night to chime in. All right, and before we go to the break, Bageswater Mazda, Morts, our good friends uh, down there, Anthony. And the, the team. team. Yep, great, great team. I drove past me the other day, which was I uh, was setting up, and uh, all the flags are out the front. They're great cars, Mazdas, and it's on the corner of uh, Guildford and, and Garrett Roads in Bayswater, very close to us here, Morts. And the good thing with them is they've actually got stock, because yeah. as you know, there's been a lot of... Uh, Lot of a lot of issues around getting stock, but the yards fall down there, and they're just a great team. So go and see Anthony, and he'll certainly do you the best deal in Perth and on one of the best cars in the market in Mazda. Start 2021 off with a new car. Correct. It'll Way it'll re, it'll it'll get rid of the twenty twenty blues. Yes. And we'll go straight into twenty twenty one with a new car. <laughs> yeah. As we go to the break, uh, Ray Williams, haven't they been informed, Matt? We're going to see Magnificent Storm go around in the first. Cyclone Banner, he goes around in uh, race number four. And uh, he was a good winner last week. He beat uh, 
uh, actually up, um, upset uh, the favourite, Perfect Major, who was disappointing in front, but uh, it was it was very good cyclone battle. As we go to the break, let's uh, hear one of Emily Savarko's winners. Further back in the field is Rock and Roll Whitby, who's driving up in the middle as Cyclone Banner takes off four and five deep. Perfect major. Vokes got it under pressure, but it responds. Leads by four metres too bad round, trying to get out from behind it. Then Talker up. Cyclone Banner's out very wide, battling on. And then Chewers Delight in the straight. Perfect major in front. No good thing. Bad round's got it. And here's Cyclone Banner. Perfect major. Bad round. Cyclone Banner all over the top. He got the tornado that he wanted. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. can win apart from Sangrial who's pegging up. Vivietta Moore though kicks strongly, leads a metre to Patrona Star. Extradite is trying hard. Then came Shadow Roll up to the home turn and winding up Babyface at a quick strike. Can't get clear but Vivietta Moore has got away. It leads five metres. I think she's home. Patrona Star, quick stride and Babyface at her but Vivietta Moore. How much has this mare improved for Peter? Yeah, it was a, a good win for Peter Tilbrook and Emily Silva. Valco, another one, and Petrona Star wasn't too bad first up, but uh, all honours with the winner. Yeah, and uh, it was a great, uh, great win, and she's just going beautifully at the moment, Vivi Damore. Yep, she goes around in race number eight on tonight's program. The next race we've got to look at, though, with our man Bomber Hill is race number six. It's uh, over the 25.36 metres, the www.gloucesterpark.com.au stakes, and uh, very open race here, Bomber, as I, I come to you. Um, numbers uh, numbers one, Boy Name Rosie, Crocodile Kid, uh, Mr. R.D., Walsh, Taruna Bromack, uh, and Mr. Cooey, all under double figures. It's probably going to be almost $4 the field here. Yeah, it's a very open race. And uh, I think, yeah, for that reason there, there could be a few that just, just want to go a little bit hard early and try and find the pegs. I've got, you know, one, five, and six all coming out pretty hard. So I've, I've looked for a couple from the back that are in really good form and a, and a big odds and and um, we're going to have two bets in the race. And number seven, always RJ. Um, he's been smashing the line lately. He, he needs a lot of luck. And, you know, both him and the other horse on the back is Rock and Roll Whitby. Uh, they both need the race to be run upside down. If they run slow sectionals here, we're dead. But uh, I can't see they're not going to go a reasonable lead time. And then there should be enough pressure throughout as well. Uh, both horses absolutely flying. Figure form doesn't look great, but... You know, they've been running those really quick sectionals, and if they get the race run to suit, they can be really, really strong late, whilst the ones up on the pace are going to struggle. So uh, they're the two I've lent to. Should be, a very, should be a very interesting race. Just looking at Shannon Savalco said, great draw right field, won a similar race a few starts back leading all the way, and can't see why it won't happen again. So intentions there to lead, I would think. And as you said, with five and six maybe coming out, it could uh, put a bit of pressure on and... Run it upside down, just how you need it, Bomber, with um, number seven, always RJ, and number 11, Rock and Roll Whitby. What's the plan for, what's the staking plan for those two? So, uh, yeah, half a unit, uh, always RJ. I thought he was probably around a $12 chance, and we're going to get probably three times that. Uh, and Rock and Roll Whitby, I thought he was about, a, and this is based on the race being run upside down, but... Uh, Rock and Roll Whitby, I thought he was probably a $6 chance and, and we're going to get at least double that, maybe even a bit more. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of value, but if they run along, we're going to be on pretty good terms with ourselves. So how many units on uh, the second one? Because, I sorry, I missed it after you said a half <laughs> unit on the first one. I 
lost my concentration. So how many units in the second one, um, Bomber? You remember you laughed at my quarter unit bet as well. <laughs> yeah, thanks. But, for... uh, <laughs> so 1.5 yes, units. It's a two-unit stake for the race with half a unit always RJ, 1.5 rock and roll with me. Excellent. Yeah, now it's a moral. And the final race we've got to look at is the two-year-old. It's the last race on the card before we welcome in Christmas. And uh, I'll tell you what, the two-year-old race has been really good. And this is probably, this is the Phillies. And we've got um, American Armour up against Blackjack Baby, which is a a great clash. And you've also got Rumour Has It, who's probably just going to be below them in the market. Which way do you see this uh, race going, Bobber? Really like the first up run of Rumour Has It when she led and uh, American Armour sat outside her. Obviously, she was first up there and she's going to derive a lot of benefit from that. Uh, I think she she definitely holds American Armour again, but uh, you know, Blackjack Baby, she does have that blazing gate speed, but whether or not they use it first up over the 21.30, I'm not 100% sure. She's a brilliant filly. She's very, very fast, but uh, she's still working on her strength. Uh, I'm not sure they would want to be under the pump from the other two first up from a spell, so... Chris Lewis thinks he can lead. Uh, I'm backing him in and uh, hoping that Rumour has it, rolls to the top and uh, in front. She's going to take a hell of a lot of beating based on that first up run. 100% aligned here, Bomber. Okay. No, I'm right with you. I think this is, uh, like I said, it's Excellent. a great race and the three have drawn out wide, which certainly adds something to it. But, yeah, I'm on uh, Rumour has it with you, Bomber. I think it gets to the front and wins. So based on that, uh, confidence levels, What? how many units in the last race? Uh, two unit. I, I actually marked around the two dollar fifty mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're certainly going to get better than that. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and in front she's probably even a little bit tighter than that two fifty. So hopefully she can send it home with a nice Christmas present. Yes, we love that. The last winner, bomber. The last winner. We know. We know. We love that. And and this segment was <laughs> was brought to you by Steel Blue Boots, made for comfort. Oh, built for comfort, made for work. Uh, just a great range of boots. As you know, Rads, you wear, you've got a, a yeah. set of steel blue boots. which now. In the heat. In the heat. Uh, but they are a great range of boots. And, um, you know, there's just, uh, yeah. uh, just there's just a boot for everybody. And as you said, they're made for comfort. Not a better built boot in the market. Correct. And uh, great supporters of harness racing and great supporters of Beyond Blue and yeah. the Cancer Foundation. So we, Breast Cancer Foundation. So... We do appreciate their sponsorship. We sure do. And, uh, Bomber, we appreciate your work. Thanks for your time. Merry Christmas to you and the family, and um, we'll speak to you next week uh, on New Year's Eve. Yeah, same to you guys. Hope uh, you have a great day with your families, and uh, Merry Christmas to the listeners. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch up next week. Thanks, Bomber. Bomber Hill, as we get on the break, let's listen to the two-year-old from last week, and this was a great race. Laverage-O, El Daytona, Mighty Ronaldo finding it out, but it was the big fella. Laverage-O, too good. Mighty Ronaldo still running on, and then the good life into the straight, though. It's El Daytona and Leverage the outside. El Daytona, Leverage Leverage getting the nose in front of El Daytona, trying to respond, but it's Leverage just in front of El Daytona. Leverage in front of El Daytona. Too classy. Leverage just wins it from El Daytona. Mighty Ronaldo, the good life. Then to Mark. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Rico 
goes nicely clear around the corner. Ten metres in front. Dina Lee goes to second from Lorinda Kate and then followed back on the inside fighting on still Faisal. But Roco Rico races away to win by eight metres over. Dina Lee, Faisal ran third. I said boo then and Lorinda Kate in a photo for fourth. Panola Girl was a break. That was uh, Rocco Rico and for Albany last week. The reason we played it, uh, Mortz, is because he was first up for f- about five years. Good effort. Only had two starts before that for Annie Belton. Now with Tim Stone, 205, he went out and pun- punters got the cash. Some brave punters down in Albany, but a great uh, great effort. Yeah, what about that? You don't see that too often. So great great uh, acknowledgement for perseverance. Certainly is. Well, it's time to walk in. The, um, the general manager at uh, the Bunbury Trotting Club have got a big uh, meeting coming up on New Year's Eve and Jonathan Calver joins us. How are you, Jonathan, on this uh, Christmas Eve? Yeah, very well, thanks, guys. Good morning. A uh, beautiful time of the year down here. So we're uh, about ready to go. And how are things going in preparation for, for New Year's Eve? Is, uh, how are the sales going as far as uh, the bookings in, in the restaurants? Is there any left? It's close. Uh, we now have, as of this morning, eight tickets left to go in the VIP restaurant. The members is nearly full. Beautiful, big uh, facility up there, and that is just about chockers as well. So we're running out of space. All right. So I'd, I'd suggest you uh, give the Bunbury uh, Trotting Club a call if you're interested in those final couple of spots. But the, the good thing is, Jonathan, on the night, you won't be left out because it's a fantastic facility, particularly on the grass, watching uh, all the action and, and then the fireworks that night. Absolutely. Magnificent down here. The uh, the forecast says we're in for a 29-degree day as well. So come uh, come New Year's Eve, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. You've got the fireworks there. We've got the band, obviously, that's going to be playing. And there is plenty of room on the grass for families as well, so it should be an absolutely great night. All right. And how much does it cost to get in? Not much. 15 bucks for general admission. It's only 10 bucks for students and concession. And for kids under 12, it is absolutely free. That's great value, and Bunbury's one of Mortz's favourites. Certainly is. Great fireworks. Like you said, plenty of room there on the grass, and fantastic racing. Always great racing down at Bunbury, so get along and celebrate New Year's Eve. There's no better place. If you're down the southwest, it's it's the place to celebrate New Year's Eve. Jonathan, thanks for your time, and, and good luck, and uh, we'll, we'll no doubt give you a plug next week on New Year's Eve. Pleasure, gents. Have a great Christmas, and we'll talk to you soon. That was Jonathan Calvert for Bunbury for um, New Year's Eve, and it's going to be a great night down there. But uh, to finish off the show, what a great way to finish off our Christmas show. Oh, it wouldn't be Christmas without BK. So welcome along to the great man from New South Wales. Morning, BK. Hi, guys. How are you? Merry Christmas to you two and to all the listeners out in WA, and thanks for having um, this pest from New South Wales on your program every week. It's been good. And before we go, this segment's brought to you by Loans 123, our good mate Stevie Sell, the nude nut. Absolutely. If, if you need any financial consolidation or your trouble getting a loan, go and see the nude nut at loans123.com.au. He'll look after you. If he can't, no one can. Correct. But after we get a few tips from Penrith tonight, yes, we won't need one. So what do you got for us, BK? Look, we're going to start in race one. It's a pretty ordinary race. Um, the favourite has drawn the one. It likes the pegs, but it's... It hasn't really been going that well. So we're going to go with number eight, Humming Top here. Um, I liked its run last start, even though it ran six of eight. They got home in pretty quick time there, 56-7, and that's a much better race than this. It's no stars this horse, only one two from 58, but there are no stars in the race. And around the 450 to $5 mark, I think it's, it's worth a small play, not anything uh, outrageous. 
We're going to go to race three, number seven, on an each-way basis here, Lanakai Beach, uh, 25 to 1. And as you know, sometimes I get these uh, place-getters and they happen to lob. It's a, it's a fairly strong race, the front row here, and it's not exactly the quickest horse off the gates. I'm hoping it does draw behind a quick one in my Carmen, but even if it's three pegs here with Blake Fitzpatrick in the uh, bike tonight, he's a really good patient driver. And uh, over the 21-25, I think Lanakai Beach on some sort of, I don't know, one by nine, like a very small win bet, but mainly a place bet for me here around the probably three fifty four dollars mark, I think is a good value. Then we're going to go to race four. Number two, Magnifico to watch. This looks like a two-horse race to mine. Number two and four, both going well here, Navua Star and Magnifico to watch. Magnifico to watch actually uh, beat Navua Star home two starts ago when it led, handed up and got it right on the line. But last week it really stepped up uh, when it held out Brooklyn's best and Jedi Mind. Both those horses are going pretty well. Uh, it led and held on to win there. I think with Jake Beghini in the bike tonight, probably not well known over there in WA, but he does like to get out in front, this driver. So I think he'll be holding the lead here. And if he can hold out the main danger uh, and go like it's been going in the last few weeks, it's really flying. This horse has won four out of its last five. So I think we'll be in front, giving them something to catch. And then for all you guys that uh, like to play the bankers, I think race five, number three, Lucky Beach Boy. It's short. I'm not uh, solving any huge issues here, but I think it'll be leading and winning. Uh, led in a much better race last week. The only question mark is probably drawn inside at stars in the making, which has trialled pretty well. But I think uh, with Blake in the bike, if you want to be, if molting is your go, or if you just like taking the dollar fifty type ones, I think that looks the better than night, but very short, obviously. All right, four tips from Penrith. It's uh, BK, a pleasure to have you on for this Christmas. Hopefully, we get some Christmas money. Uh, I in. hope you guys have a good day tomorrow, everyone. Everyone there, Christmas Day. It's a great time and uh, in tough times this year, but I think we can all uh, have a good time and celebrate tomorrow. Good on you, BK. Thanks for your all time. All the best, mate. See you guys. Merry Christmas. BK there to finish off the show. Mort, it's been a big show. As uh, always, Rads, it's been a, a big show, but a great show. Hopefully plenty of winners and a great night ahead at Gloucester Park. Yep. New, uh, Christmas Eve and then New Year's Eve at Gloucester Park the following week. We'll do it again. We'll do the show on a Thursday and uh, hopefully find a few winners heading into uh, New Year's Eve. Which is brought to you by Retrovision. Retrovision New Year's Eve as well. So we'll get the money tonight. Correct. And then we'll go to Retrovision for the Boxing Day sale. <laughs> You've got it all worked out, Rad. It's beautiful. That's, that's what I'm planning to beautiful. do. That's what I'm planning to do. All right, Mort, thanks for your time. Um, hopefully we've found a few winners with, uh, with Bomber and BK. And really interesting catching up with uh, Kerry Hanks uh, today on those uh, couple of really important issues. And as you said, we'll talk to Kerry um, over over the next uh, six to 12 months uh, as issues pop up for, for the harness racing industry because they're always happening as well. Sounds great. Merry Christmas, Rads. And to all the listeners, uh, enjoy the day tomorrow. Yep. Merry Christmas to you, Morts. And to all our listeners, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Have a great day. Have a safe day. And uh, hopefully we find a few winners tonight. Until next week, it's bye for now. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morts and Michael Radley. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.